The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome. You want to try our Latter-day Saint Jasmine tea? The smell of heresy. Scientology, but a little bit less aliens. <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> Welcome to the Second Rate Saints <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I am your producer, Joel, uh, and to my left... Hello, I'm Colton, and I had a really good week. Thanks for asking, Joel. <laughs> yeah, cool. We'll get to that, Colton. <laughs> and to my left... Uh, I'm Josh. Um, I... I'm sitting here with four people that I like. Four, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's only four of us. I am currently sitting. There are four people here. <laughs> the other one is with us in spirit. Ah, oh, Jesus. Nice save. <laughs> I think um, you meant Stuart, actually. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been wrong too many times. Uh, to my left is a... It's me, Caleb. Um, I'm the last episode's producer and next episode's producer. <laughs> we're really throwing that title around, but yeah, we really got like the it, mics, yeah. you know. So only two people have had producer title. Yeah. Cool. Well, you're facility manager, and yeah. Colton is. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Uh, Colton's our no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a he's leader of the opposition. Yeah. Oh, that's contrarian. <laughs> right. Yeah. Official leader of the opposition. Official contrarian. I yeah. have to. Be against that. So yeah. he documents everything we say and sends it to the government. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Joel. Yeah. You've been known to read some books. I have. have you Have you read anything interesting this week? Yeah. No. I've I've got a bit of a um, mindless job this summer. It's something new to me. Usually, I like last year I had an internship, so I was pretty, um, you know, into scripture all the time kind of trying to prepare for stuff but this year it's been a little more relaxed so i've had to like a, a choice of what i'm reading really um and now the school's over it's a whole thing anyways i've been reading surprised by hope which is okay. i think a book that you suggested to me like a year ago it's so good yeah it's a good book oh yeah. my goodness and it's it's really the it's nt right uh surprised by hope and it's, and it's kind of his rediscovering of exactly what we should expect as christians i guess it's it's almost about heaven, and it's almost about earth. It's like this whole thing. One of my favorite quotes from him, and he brings this up pretty early in the book, is, you know, you can talk about heaven all you want, but it's not the end of the world, <laughs> which I yeah. think is pretty good, and I'm definitely going to use it at some point. Um, but it's, you know, taking a, an honest look at how we see um, eternity with Christ okay. and how we see, um, you know, how a Christian life should be lived in light of eternity. Um, which is a perspective that's hard to find um, in most modern scholarship. Yeah, he so. seems to be presenting a rather, uh, at least this is my thought, yeah. a little bit like a more like a boots on the ground eschatology. Yeah. Okay. Like what? What do we actually mean when we're talking about life with Christ? What does it actually mean mm -hmm. when you know um, all of creation waits in eager longing? What does that look like, and how right. does that tie in with? Like, is that just a thing that happens, 
Or is that something that has been in the works, <clears throat> God preparing all along? Well, I mean, it's taught me how much I've taken for granted about eschatology, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like even going up to meet him in the sky, right? Uh, I think it's First Thessalonians, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul references going up to meet Christ in the sky. Now, does that mean that we're going up to meet him and then we're going to heaven? Or does that mean we're going up to meet him and then we're coming back to earth to, re- to because, reign with him? Because that's, Cause the, that's the, like the reference both. with Romans. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> well, if he's yeah. going for an emperor analogy then it should be that we meet him outside of the city gates and go into the town that he, he sits on the throne, right? Like, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. If that's what Paul's referencing, and I think it is because Paul has those metaphors all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it's a theme in, in that book. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, Surprised by Hope, really good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, again, if you, if you feel like you take kind of the afterlife for granted, just taking whatever kind of common thing is told because he goes over some funeral rite stuff as well how we talk about um eternal life in the setting of like funeral rites and exactly where those came from um a lot of times he links them back to like transcendental ideas where you're kind of um outside of yourself um it's yeah super weird Hmm. yeah interesting with this uh you know you said it was more applied eschatology kind of thing more like, how does it affect you today? It's is 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 it ex, it's experience based as much as it can be with the afterlife kind of a thing, right? Okay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, well, how should the hope that Christ offers that is that is guaranteed? Mm-hmm. How should that affect your life today? Yeah. Real. It, okay. It, it, for real, not just like, oh, I'm going to heaven, everything's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. It's okay. not. It's, it's not. Hey, this. how do at least this is what I thought. It's mm-hmm. Christian escapism is a horrible yes. idea and had no place say, yeah. in the Christian church and is nowhere found in the early church yeah. and yet is super pervasive today. Well, yeah. even look at like the Left Behind series, which I think he references <laughs> in the book. Yeah. Um, I love, the Left love Behind it. series is a poster child for Christian escapism. It's, oh, man, this is all going to happen really badly. You're going to want to be gone when this happens. Right. And it's even the assumption that you will be gone is, is like... We push theological points without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's the book as a whole is a really good meditation on Not some left of those. behind. Not exactly <laughs> left behind, no. Um, he, what is it, LaHaze? Is that the guy that writes uh, Left Behind? Hayes? Something like that. Potentially. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I try to forget He it. describes <laughs> it as prophetical fiction, and I just have never been a fan of that that phrase. No, mm. they, um, I read like four the, of the books like way back. Seven. You read, read seven. You read all books. of them? I had like 19. There's 19? There's a lot of spinoffs, yeah. Yeah. And the best well, there's one the kid the, series. I did not read the kid there's series. There's the little like 100-page kid yeah. series books. There's like 80 of you them. You know what? The best one is Nikolai. Not, oh. not the best character. The best book is just the one called Nikolai because it entirely takes place in like Eastern Europe. It's kind of <laughs> awesome, and it's just the Antichrist. It's yeah. the whole thing. Um, and but so, not the, the real Antichrist. No, not it's, at all. It's, it's this awful fictionalized Russian leader. Also, as a child, I did not grasp a lot of those big theological concepts that were being pushed. No, uh, especially the Antichrist building up thing. Right. Yeah. And this Christian escapism that we see in something like, mm-hmm. like big pushing of the rapture idea mm-hmm. in. Uh, fiction as well as well you can also do theological depends mm-hmm. whether or not you believe in a physical rapture or not but mm-hmm. um when it comes to <clears throat> the uh <clears throat> pardon me sorry when it comes to how we see our every every our everyday life when it comes to how we do it mm-hmm. there is that big push of christian escapism mm-hmm. like you're talking about yeah. and 
surprised by hope you said mm -hmm. does counteract a lot of that kind of thinking yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, is I that mean, the main part of the book there's a lot there's a lot of sections to it i think he sets it up into three different sections um but the part that kind of grabbed me was um denying the physical resurrection mm. has so many implications to atonement okay um, like we talked about atonement last week i think that was the last episode that was that was posted maybe not i don't know might be dating this podcast who knows hmm. um <clears throat> but yeah if if you deny that there will be a physical resurrection um mm -hmm. with the coming of christ's kingdom then the tomb technically should shouldn't have been empty right if it okay. wasn't a physical resurrection right yeah right. it's, it's the well, idea of, maybe yeah. you can flesh this out because you're better at christology than i am i admit ah. like it's it's <laughs> It's something that you've you've read more of. I know that the idea. And this is my understanding, and it's not just in N.T. Wright. Yeah. It's this is this is what's propagated in theology and in the biblical text. Yeah, um, and it's the idea that uh, the hope that's offered in Christ is first embodied in His resurrection. What God did through Jesus, both on the cross and then what can be done after in the resurrection and the renewal and the re mm. and the the uh, the glorification which is actually going to come as just our topic next week uh, the Jesus rises um, with a glorified body no not with the limitations that we have right now mm -hmm. which are the result of sin um, the uh, the promise with Christ's resurrection and the proof that Christ's resurrection offers is that not only is God promising to to make humanity restore humanity to a better position, he can do it. He's proven it, and that is the hope that humanity has. Okay. And it's actually as extended, actually, and and uh, is going to get into this with Surprise by Hope, and the other authors do as well. That that same hope is extended to the universe at large. Yeah, that this mm -hmm. is the restorative plan of God, right. actualized in a... first in Christ. And then it's going to spread out. Or, as the Old Testament people would say, as above, so below. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. just like the, uh, they were told to build the tabernacle off of a design that Moses yeah. saw when he was mm -hmm. seeing the heavenly realm, just as Solomon saw when he was seeing the heavenly realm creating the actual temple, mm -hmm. through resurrecting Jesus and showing the glorified body, God was saying, as this... So applies to you. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. That's that's the uh, if you don't believe in a physical resurrection, yeah. which is the promised hope of Jesus' physical resurrection. Oh, it's the entire and, New Testament. And when we say physical resurrection, we don't thing. mean a physical res resurrection of Jesus exclusively. We mean like at the end of time. Yeah, I'm everybody. Yeah, I mean humans. physical, physical, general resurrection. Mm -hmm. Well, the whole point of Christ's resurrection was to prove that not only is that possible for God, that that's the promise. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's the thing that he's been presenting in the previous. Oh yeah, and it's it's over the Old Testament too. Yeah. It's just not it's just not as prominent and explicit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so if if you don't believe in a in a let's say the, the traditional judgment setting of physical general resurrection, then there's no reason to have a resurrecting Jesus. Because yeah. that's what yeah. okay, his yeah. whole resurrection is tied to. Yeah, yeah. and it, it also neglects like. Parts of Colossians, Corinthians, oh, even Romans. Oh, like so much. So mm -hmm. many parts over the New Testament that talk about a physical resurrection. Mm. Uh, not not excluding uh, Revelation, yeah. of course. But well, it's very that, interesting. Is, yeah. is it in Romans 8 that talks about the groaning of the earth? Yep. yep. Or is that 5? Mm -hmm. 8. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, that's what yeah. I think of when yeah. you talk about the restoration of, of the... Yeah. Um, but this restoration isn't just like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's happening right now. It's yeah. happening right now. <laughs> we, oh, how do we man. get to that point? This man's doing a kickflip on a Segway. <laughs> it's so uh, smooth. I like that. I like so that. Smooth. Yeah. Bring us into our topic, Josh. Well, oh, tie it in with last week. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to glorification. Yeah. What's between salvation and justification and glorification? It is a process called sanctification. That's a lot of Asians. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into it, the Asians for the nations. Well, so I think he's going to divide. There's justification or atonement, the process in which God brings back his people alive, makes them from right. their dead in their sinful nature brings them alive to right standing to right standing before him um alive through the sacrifice of christ we've talked about the atonement theories main one being a penal substitution yep theory or um what were the others uh christus victor ransom theory yeah um we talked about um satisfaction theory scapegoat yeah government theory there's there's so many moral influence is not in that list is (laughs) not an atonement theory (laughs) um so yeah so you've got these ideas and it they, they each highlight something specific that is good Except for moral influence theory. Come on, man. <laughs> Hold on. Moral influence theory is going to be actually, what we're talking about now. Yay. Yeah. But still awful. <laughs> but more so. Yes. Um, and then, so now, or as this one guy wrote in our notes. Uh, um, J.I. Packer. J.I. Packer. Smart mm-hmm. guy. He wrote a uh, justification or regeneration is birth. Sanctification is growth. Yeah. So okay. you've been... You're a seed planted growing on the vine of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the planting of that seed was justification. The plant, the growing of that seed, of that seed into a full plant is sanctification. And if I'm allowed to just, if I'm yeah. allowed to at least, I'll borrow some of your reform terminology too. Yeah. Um, there's the idea of positional and possessional grace, uh, righteousness. Yes. Um, and so we talked a little bit with like with uh, in atonement theory, there was the penal substitution where Christ takes on our punishment. And with that, there's what's called um, imputed righteousness, where his perfect life is then kind of like mm-hmm. quasi put on us or clothed. And that is how we now stand in right righteousness before God. Um, but that is still uh, not ours. That is still Christ's. Mm. Yeah. And so it's 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 positional. Yeah. Sanctification is now that you're in that state. You with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, the Holy Spirit. How can I? How can I counteract the yeah the fallen nature within you? Okay. And you are being made righteous, possessional. Mm-hmm. That yeah. which is that's what that which you're clothed with is now slowly being made yeah. into you. Right. Yeah. Um, you're both from your old yeah. self. He's exactly. He's creating you into a. He's conforming you to the image of Christ. Right. Yeah. Uh, making you a generator of that righteousness. Yes. Uh, found in Christ. Um, and so it's still his righteousness in you. Without it, you would be wholly lost. Yeah. And you're, and every yeah. all the progress that you get, that you make on that, is by the empowerment of Christ mm-hmm. via the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, the, the other reformed term mm-hmm. for that is a double imputation. Yep. So. Now we're getting into a yeah. little bit of systematic weeds, which we yeah. might disagree on. Yeah, maybe. Kind of. I can't wait. I think more on terms than in actual <laughs> yeah. practice. Yeah. Which um, is 
my favorite part about systematic. But yeah, it's that uh, it's that uh, there there's three things that are happening in the salvation process. There's the initial uh, made right with God, mm-hmm. or the planting of the seed, or the 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 land has been bought for the deed to create a temple. Yep. Um, and then you've got the building process, the sanctification, the growing of that individual, and then you've got the final product. And right. the final product is that the person has to die physically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. So would yeah. you say like sanctification is the theological term placed on picking up your cross? Does that make sense? Or is that no? It's something else because it's not as active in ourselves. It's active within the spirit, right? It's. The spirit. And this is where we, we start. Yeah. To... Well, we are the object of sanctification, right? Well, that, we we are, but there's here's here's the thing. Um, depending on your denomination, too, you're going to put different emphasis on things. Yeah. Yes. Um, Reformed traditions, if I'm going to try to steal man your argument the best that I can. Yes. Um, puts more emphasis on the spirit just because it is the spirit is both the Power and motivator, which is weird hearing that from a Pentecostal. <laughs> the reformers put more emphasis on the spirit. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, because because of your total depravity, any motivation towards um, being be, towards being made sanctified um, originates within the spirit, is empowered by the spirit for the purposes of the spirit. And yada yada, all of the above, continuing on. Um, but there is somewhere here's in there. yeah, <laughs> way down the line, and this is where I think it's important, and where yes. more more uh, let's say the more I, I don't want to say the more Armenian because I don't really think well, that it's synonymous. But sure, we'll say that they always affirm the human has the responsibility, not just the responsibility, yeah. but the human has to cooperate in yes. some way. And if and if yeah. humans refuse to cooperate. It's mm. there is no movement forward. Yeah, um, which but, is way down the list yeah. in more of the reform tradition, where that's is more put up towards the uh, let's say the the opening lines of the dialogue in let's say the Pentecostal tradition. Yeah, um, and like you can you can you can argue with proof text back and forth. Um, yeah, and I think there there are proof texts going back and forth, but there are all of Paul's um, um, exhortations to hey. Or like, hey, you need to walk in the spirit. Or Peter's, hey, be holy. Mm-hmm. It is imploring the people to act. Yes, you should act this way. Yeah, um, empowered by the spirit, for the spirit, and motivated by the spirit. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But you still need to choose to act that way. But the fact that you're choosing, sure. Yeah. yeah, but but it just backlogs yeah. the conversation. Yeah, um, it's so, it's just a big spiral. Yeah, so let's it's, let's not yeah. get into exactly. Yeah, who's let's let's not get into that emphasis debate and how. No, it's great. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, are there, at some point we're going to though? Are yeah. there differing opinions on sanctification? There are. There's actually way less now. There was <laughs> more in church history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Colton, you said you actually read some. Over the last week. I did read a few. Yeah. Um, a lot of it does, like, the idea of sanctification, uh, the Bible kind of, out, or it seems like many different denominations kind of outline that the Bible has two kind of different views on sanctification as two kind of different things. Okay. The idea of a definitive sanctification moment mm-hmm. of conversion. Justification is what we, yeah. we call it. But the Bible sometimes uses 
words like sanctification. You've been sanctified. Yes. Period. Past tense. Yes. Past. Yeah. The past tense. Yeah. Made holy, fit mm-hmm. for wor- wor- uh, work and worship. Yeah. Um, but then this progressive um, form of sanctification is the more common one that we're talking about today. It seems that most people kind of agree that uh, sanctification is a process in which you, much like how Paul talks in Romans 7, of the uh, I do not do what I want to do kind of idea. The very thing I don't want to do, I do. Yes. Yeah. Because of the idea of when we were sanctified, aka justified, we're dead to our old self and we mm-hmm. put on a new self, which is the spirit, partially working within us. Yeah. Like okay. the new self with yeah. the spirit rather than the original sin part. Yeah. Um, and because of that, we still have the remnants of sin that follow around and, and stay with us. But we have the drive and ability to grow with into G- Jesus's likeness yeah. image, yeah. however you want to put it well there's different there's different metaphors that they use there yeah exactly i, I think i think a great example like um paul like he brought up paul's argument yeah. or paul's thing in uh, romans um in philippians paul like directly talks about it with the uh philippians 3 10 to 14 uh not that i have already obtained or already made yes. perfect but i press on to make it my own making yes. that possessional that positional to possessional um, because Christ Jesus has made me his own, that would be the justific- that would be the justification. Mm. Uh, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. Again, with yep. that reformed, mm. it is still Christ. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I do, but it costs, but it causes our cooperation, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward, uh, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what is, lies ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ, which mm-hmm. I think just said everything we've said so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, it, listen to the Holy Spirit. He's doing everything so that you can do it. Listen you're to the you're Holy not Spirit. there yet, but you're promised you're going to be there. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing because that verse, like you said, it covers a lot of this topic mm-hmm. just in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of, it's the fringes of even that that people kind of disagree on. Not mm-hmm. the process of becoming holy. It's exactly how that works, where the end point is when it's achieved, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, it gets a little confusing uh, when it comes to like the end point because glorification, the end goal, the, the idea that you have been fully sanctified, you are now in a glorified position, spirit and body. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you now partake Which in we'll the, the divine nature. Ooh, well, boy, that's, that's, that's my one. favorite uh, <laughs> Eastern Orthodox text. Orthodoxy one. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. Boy, that, that's not even Orthodoxy. That's just Paul. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's where the Orthodox go with yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. I, um, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. Heresy. What? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Um, you said Paul talking about his heresy? That's, uh, yeah, that's oh, totally I yeah, what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say you become omnipotent. <laughs> they might. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No, no, not no. really. But they don't make definitive claims. They just rule out claims. Yeah, interesting. I heard uh, um, Jewish people would make stronger claims about that than Jew- than uh, Orthodox would, which is because they believe in the unification of humanity with God. Mm, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, with that, with that kind of idea, yeah. See, people kind of disagree on yeah. what that means exactly. I mean, yeah, and but, how to get there. One of the big ideas that many people disagree with uh, the idea of what the Methodists believe. Uh, especially yep. Reformed Methodists or other types of Methodists. Don't lump me in with those people. I'm going to. Wesleyan specifically. Our I'm deformed not even, brothers. Not even close. Yeah. You had to say it. 
<laughs> I have to. My plug in for my joke. <laughs> but the uh, this idea of total sanctification on earth, the idea that you can be fully sanctified on earth yeah. in a way. Holiness movement also adopted. Yes, adopted yes. This, yeah. and yeah. they kind of infiltrated adamantly disagree. It's like neo-Puritan kind of thing. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I was going to say, the, the early Pentecostals... I'm sorry to hop in on that note. That's, <laughs> no, that's all right. The, the early Pentecostals were also fairly similar. They were split because they didn't really have a solid foundation on oh, this. Because so many came from the... Uh, the holiness movement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then it slowly branched. And yeah. now the PAOC doesn't... Or like other forms No Pentecostal of, domination that I'm aware of has... Yeah, ever really they, held that for certain? No, they there was there was laymen in the Pentecostal in early Pentecostalism. There was laymen's laymen people that did believe that. Yes. Um, to my knowledge, it never held sway in the higher end of things. No, as far as I know, especially now, yeah. that the idea of like you can reach a end goal in Pentecostalism, mm-hmm. reformed, that kind of thing is kind of rejected. And and what I mean by total uh, sanctification is not the idea that like. You are glorified here on earth. No, but that but that sin nature. But that sin nature is fully eradicated yeah. within you. You are not the idea that you cannot be tempted or pushed into conscious sin. Yeah. Um, only unconscious or unwitting sin. So the world acting around you, how you affect the world in negative ways, stuff like that. Which not only doesn't stack up biblically no it doesn't so ignoring like the main thing i'm gonna um, come with a hard disagree it doesn't stack up in experience at all yeah well kind of like moral influence the the issues you're right the bible doesn't talk about it but that's kind of the issues that doesn't talk against it which is where people get ideas like this from um it doesn't say there is no full sanctification on earth which is why you can get what um john wesley to be like there, there might come a point where you reach this quote-unquote pseudo-enlightenment. My, my favorite theologies are theologies from absence. I know, right? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Absence of evidence yeah. is not evidence of absence. Yeah. Oh. I was thinking that, and I'm like, if I say it, I'm going to mess it up. And it's gonna... <laughs> it's, it's... I'm going to say it backwards. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to make sense. But, um, yeah, no, it's... And so, yeah. This idea that you can be fully, totally sanctified... I do have to give a hard disagree, not as a full like world shatter earth shattering heresy, but as one that's like, hey, it's pretty close. That's not very okay, biblical. Okay, hold on. <laughs> well, no, it's not a salvation issue in my opinion, but it is sanctification big, issue. It is a yeah. It's it's how you perceive your relationship with sin and God, which is a big issue. Which is a big issue. That was pretty good. Um, what do you think? What do you got? Cool. I, see, here's the thing. I, I haven't mm-hmm. met anybody that actually believes that anymore. Yeah. Can you repeat what you... I kind of have, but... I haven't met any Christians that believe true. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a uncle who I know who is kind of flirting with this for a little while. Okay. Very interesting, actually. Um, I, could, could you restate the belief for a second? Because I, I lost you. The idea that you can't... You reach a point... Where your sinful nature within you is completely eradicated oh, yeah, yeah. on earth. Um, but you, can, you can't... Um, and they kind of play with this idea that like, yeah, the Bible still says that Christians can sin, but it doesn't say willful sin. That kind of idea. The idea that I can look at, a, I can look at someone else's property and envy it. Or that kind of thing. Whenever I've heard that brought up, it always has a tinge of Gnosticism to it. It's like, 
because sometimes, I'm sanctified, even the sin that I do do is that's incredibly profound. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you're yeah. right. I never realized what that taste in my mouth was when they were talking about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's Gnosticism. It's not just the. It's not just the Methodist. <laughs> Guys, can we create a tea second rate saints tea line called yeah. and it's the Heresies? <laughs> the Heresies. The Heresies. Tasty Gnosticism. Mm. Oh, the smell oh. of heresy. It just has. Oh, it no. just you open up the lid. And it has it has heretical scripture on the inside. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we have one for moral influence theory. Yeah. We have okay, again though. I okay, will buy that shirt. <laughs> Welcome. You want to try our Latter Day Saint Jasmine tea? That sounds amazing, doesn't <laughs> it's it? Awesome. I kind of want some. Guys, we need to do. This, this is our next merch line. <laughs> our next. Our we first. haven't made a merch line anyway. Yeah, this, this idea of total sanctification isn't just limited to the Wesleyans, the uh, the Methodists. You also get fit people like the Keswicks, which I didn't know existed before I actually read up on this. Um, apparently they're bigger than I thought, but they're not huge. They believe in kind of an idea of like step, like a step ladder kind of mm-hmm. uh, sanctification. Like Scientologists. You pay to the next level. <laughs> no, you pray to the next level. Yes, same that thing, is dude. <laughs> that is perfect. I like Scientology, it. but a little bit less aliens. Well, huh. t- typical. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> anyway, this I <laughs> this idea that um, Christians well, normally normal people. I don't want to say normal people. That's a bad thing. People who agree with me. Other denominations <laughs> typically believe an idea that every that good actions and good uh, moral beliefs and these things, as you grow in reading the Bible and building into the the image of God through things like the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. that's how you grow, and it's a slow, continual process. Uh, the Keswicks and some other denominations believe, and a lot of her- heretical sects um, believe in. <laughs> Wow. I'm 12. Jeez Louise. Um, Joel gave me a weird look, okay? I didn't even look at you. <laughs> anyway. Other, other religious sects. Other other religious sects sometimes believe that there's this idea of, like, tears. Yeah. Not in, not in how Christian you are, but in how close you're getting to the image of God, where you have these crisis moments or things like that that bring you up a level. That you don't just progress into becoming like christ is that you reach a crisis moment say like uh your house burned down you could either steal your neighbor's house or you could continue on in good right fraud house insurance well that's the thing is that you could um that's buck wild but i'm gonna use that to segue into something um interesting preach sister we got some highlights this episode for real god (laughs) Um, okay that's something Mm. that uh, it only has two stairs though that I've heard leveled at the Pentecostal movement and so yeah yeah. because this is very interesting so Colton and I were having a discussion like two years ago I think I think I still believe what I believe well you might believe that but that's not what the POC believes yes okay which was what our discussion was about yes Okay. Do you want to enlighten people on what the discussion was about? I'm right. No, <laughs> that's what the discussion was about. Uh, no, let's, we're having let's... this conversation backwards. Okay, <laughs> 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 <Kay. Kay. laughs> I, I, so here you we go. I, I'm going to say the thing. I'm going to explain it. Are you happy? 
No. I've been talking for too long. You you should do it. Well, I just wanted to say, like, do we want to like, like summarize what we've talked about and then get into the discussion? Right after this, because this yeah, is yeah, also this a is bad part thing. Of, this sounds is, this is part of that idea of like the stepping. Because I feel like we should like we've already talked about it, but not yet. I'll <laughs> <laughs> like, summarize yet. The, the everything wrong with it and then start the everything good. Okay, you're right. So one of the things that Colton and I were discussing um, two years ago in our dorm room, I was I was like, so Pentecostals, like some Pentecostal laymen, think this, and it's just not true. And what the thing was is that. Because Pentecostals hold to a subsequent experience of the Holy Spirit, yeah. baptism of the Holy Spirit, as separate from the initial moment baptism of salvation. in the Holy Spirit, yeah. Of the whole in, it's the same. They yeah. use the same terminology of an in in there. Um, as separate from the indwellingment or seal of the Holy Spirit at salvation, that those are two distinct events. Mm-hmm. Some Pentecostals believe, and they are normally all are accused of, not all, most, are accused of holding that the subsequent experience that baptism of the holy spirit normally accompanied with speaking in tongues is what goes with it and then you have the whole initial evidence stuff um that that event is like what you were describing a stepping stone or a higher tier or a check mark or a checkpoint in a person's sanctification yeah um now i went and i actually talked to a bunch of different students at the pentecostal college yep um and I didn't ask them, hey, what do you think? What do you think the PAOC believes? And I asked about 10 or 12 students. Okay. One said, no, the PAOC doesn't teach that, they're, that that's a related thing. That those are separate, separate, separate events yeah. that, the, that both are from the Spirit and from God, yeah. but one, they're not a check mark. The other 11 or 9, I can't remember if I, I wrote it all down, but whatever, it's lost now probably, um, believed that, uh, believed that that is what the, that is what the POC holds, mm-hmm. that the subsequent experience of the Holy Spirit is a check mark in the sanctification, checkpoint in the, in the sanctification. It is that kind of like second stare. Um, and that's what the students said. Go and ask all the profs, so people that would actually represent the POC. People who have theological training. Yeah, yeah people who would know what the POC believe. Well, um, help helped form the like the the, the document general. that just got changed this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. really? Yeah, oh, I need to read. That. I was I, I was there. Anyways, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and uh, you wrote it. Yeah, though they're not related. None of the profs mm. said those are related. Yeah, they're they're related in the same way. Like, yeah, it'll help you. In the same way that reading your Bible would always help you. Yeah. Um, but they're not. It's not a check mark. It's not a thing. It's not. A one-to-one it's not um and that's and i think that that's if someone does think the former rather than the latter then you do get into that that yeah, kind of stare a set, model a tiered christianity yeah, yeah. Well, you you get you get into kind of like a, a, a oh, se- separated a separated citizenship yeah two class citizenship in yeah heaven. and and i think that that's segregation you get segregation in <laughs> no 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 uh yeah <laughs> Segregation and salvation. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that, but my brain just wanted to keep going with the rhyme. <laughs> well, yeah, and you get this idea of like, oh, you don't speak in tongues. Oh, that means you're not as good of a Christian as I am. Yeah, but that—that's not what Pentecostals actually believe. No, even though it, it might be common among laymen, which is an issue be, with yeah. depends on church. Pentecostals, maybe. 
Sure. Not maybe. I actually would say it is an issue with Pentecostals. As a, I'm saying, a Pentec- well, as I'm a Pentecostal. Part of, part of the issue, uh, and the reason why I think it does come up is like, you can't just gloss over it as in like, oh no, they're two different things, is the idea that the word sanctification and to sanctify means to make fit for work. And the idea of the glossolalia, is mm-hmm. that how you say it? Yep. Yeah, the speaking in tongues specifically, but also uh, the other gifts of the spirit of like teaching and mm. uh, yep. prophecy. Um, that these are the things that then commit you to be able to go out and work. Yep. Which is kind of an issue, not in terms of theologically, but more in terms of how we use the words. Because the word sanctification means to equip for work, but the glossolalia are supposed to also equip us for work. Well, glossolalia is just the tongues portion. Right. Yeah. But I Um, I highlight that one because that's the one that is specifically... Highlighted by Pentecostals a lot of the time. Yeah. Historically, uh, that was the one that counted. That was the one that yeah. was <laughs> no, the, physical evidence. The only yeah. one that we really paid attention because to Because the other ones are so hard to, um, to prove. I agree. And I, I'd even still say that there's some... At least this is where I'm at personally with it. Um, that there's still some two-citizenship issues yep. that are implicit with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I that's 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 a discussion that I'd love to have another podcast on. But yeah. in yes. terms of sanctification, I, I want to get clear that I don't just don't believe all. It's not like I don't believe all this. It's just like, oh yeah, there's this contention here. Yeah, and I want to figure it. That out. That exists, man. I yeah. mean, like I I know people. Um, I don't want to say. Anyways, I, I know there are individuals within churches that consider themselves to be, you know, the next level of yeah. membership based off of the fact that they've spoken in tongues. Too. Even though it's not a continuing experience, it's not yeah. something they actively practice. Right. It's that at one point they had that gift. Right. And mm-hmm. it's and like then proof that God says they're worthy or something like well, that. You run yeah. into yeah. a lot of issues when somebody truly believes that what they're saying is backed by God. Yep. Right. And yeah. that's, I mean, dealt with that a lot. Historically, in, in Pentecostal circles, because it was so, like, um, individual based rather than organizationally based, sure. there was a lot of, like, testimony services and stuff. And then as soon as you start putting, like, God's word behind what you're saying. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord after anything. And it gets really dangerous. Especially if you treat it as a subsequent experience. I like the idea that God only speaks in 1800s English. It's good. It's good. (laughs) Um, Upright vacuums are of the devil. Yeah. That's my favorite one. What? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that means. Is it because uh, it's going to stay in southern Manitoba 20 years ago, and hopefully it'll never be repeated? <laughs> there was one guy who stood up and just talked about wood siding for 15 oh minutes. Oh my gosh! Like, dude, sometimes dude, the Lord's got interest, and Jesus was a carpenter. And of course, he talked about siding. Like hours writing a sermon no, and didn't don't. get over 15 minutes. So I don't know how this guy was like <laughs> wood siding. You don't. You don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> the carpet color of beige to gray, yeah. really important. Split a church over it, man. Well, yeah. it happens because people will look at the sky at one time of the day, say it's blue, and another time say it's gray, and then one of them will say, well, God agrees with me because the Bible says well, it's blue. Okay, we're getting and, a little off topic, but the idea is that once you stratify sanctification to where there are goalposts and you can tell exactly where you are and where everyone else is, yeah. then you create a hierarchy within the church and yeah. it's dangerous. Well, and, and believe in God's understanding. And you're good at this. That was, <laughs> do sound clip that at the, for the podcast. <laughs> no matter what you do, you're sound clipping that. We're going to have, have clips channel yeah. where it's just Joel speaking. <laughs> yeah. Joel speaks well, YouTube channel. And to, to, to jump off what you said joel it's in reality mm-hmm. sanctification is you 
in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. majority Holy Spirit, even if we disagree on the amount that the Holy Spirit operates mm-hmm. with the sure. person, it's always majority Spirit. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit built a car and you put a bolt on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you You're know, helping your dad work on the car. It's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sanctification is you and the Holy Spirit work on a car and the Holy Spirit's Why your dad. You? And it's at Fountain Tire. And it's at Fountain <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Um, but the, the, the point is, is it's you working with God. Mm-hmm. Yep. To become more like him. Once again, you're yeah. the object, right? Like, <laughs> yes. you're the reason the job is being done. You know, you're the, you're yeah. the temple that the spirit dwells in. Kind of he's, yeah, well, I mean, build, that yeah. is the infilling well, no, analogy. He's, yeah. he's plating you with gold. He's carving yeah. the stone. Mm-hmm. He's putting himself in you. And he doesn't want to live in a shack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to live well, in a gold-plated kind of giant idea. temple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And which means you're going to have to take some, down some walls in your house. Yeah, you got to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. If 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 you think, yeah, that's well, it. John John fifteen, John fifteen, the idea of the um, the gardener. That's not how you say arbor who yeah. cuts down vine mm-hmm. branches, the dead ones, so that new ones can sprout out of it. Yeah. Yes, except in the context is talking about people groups. I understand, <laughs> but it does apply. Yes, mm-hmm. it also segues a little yeah. bit into the forging in the fire kind of idea. Yeah. Of, Yes, there is a slight pain for a moment that grows into something better. Yeah. But it requires you to agree with it because yeah. Jesus did that to show right. it for us. Well, yeah, but that that's that's the the yeah. this this discussion. It, sanctification is about you working with God to become more like Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the discussion becomes about you being better than the others around you, mm-hmm. then it's not sanctification. No. Yeah. Well, you're back to you're back to a Almost like a, oh, what is it called? I can't think of legalistic. Uh, yeah. You're talking about legalistic, humanistic uh, religion. Where yeah. it's like, hey, no, humans go. Like he, um, Paul talks about it in, I think, Gal- Galatians, I believe it is. Where he's just like, yeah, don't eat this. Don't touch this. This day is more mm-hmm. holy than that day. Sure. Ah, humans go about this. These are just signs of the higher of the higher things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what we've been kind of talking about with temple analogies and all of that sort of stuff it's there is a better version of you being crafted within you Mm -hmm. well that's that's and because of that yeah and because it's the holy spirit and we can get into whether or not you can walk away or not but the text says he who started a good work within you will bring it through to completion yeah yeah and that yeah. thanks for arguing word. my point. No problem. I <laughs> I mean if the Bible says it I have to say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well no, and and that's the it, and this is this is part of the sanctification process is figuring out how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I guess sure. so. Part of the sanctification process is going from I believe I'm better than everybody else to mm-hmm. oh, I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. the cheapest among sinners. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything we've discussed here is there are people on Within themselves, the focus is on themselves and God. They are at different points in their life. As uh, one youth pastor said, you're working on your testimony when you sin. Yeah. Ah, that's <laughs> such a bad uh, way to think about funny. it. You know, that's funny. But, but it's just like it's just a funny joke we throw around. We're just, yeah. just like, oh, you were working on your testimony. Yeah. What are we, you doing this weekend? Working on my testimony. <laughs> no, it's usually in past reference. Yeah, yeah. What it's like when somebody's <laughs> telling like the horrible things they did or whatever. It's like, yeah, I was just working on my testimony. Yeah. Right? But it's 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 you are you have that upward goal where Christ is pulling you up mm-hmm. 
to the to the better version of you. Yeah. Um, the version that's like him. Um, and if at any point you start looking down at others, then you're going to move down. Yeah. Yeah. Because wherever you are focused as part of whatever you well, worship, that's the direction you're moving. Y- you have Paul's, like, so in Romans, he lays out his whole, like, hey, this is how salvation works, and this is mm-hmm. the grand yeah. biblical theology of everything. The universe. To, <laughs> to Romans 12, right? Yeah. And he lays out, hey, sin. Hey, this is how Jesus died and how that interacts with it. Yeah. Hey, this is how the Spirit works with sanctification. Hey, this is a little bit of how... Um, predestination work and how like yeah. all this kind of stuff anyway so god's like got it all in the bag therefore yeah in 12 present yourselves as living sacrifices yeah, yeah. which is your true and acceptable form of worship did i get that right i, I really so. hope so yeah <clears throat> and worship's the goal but the idea is when you look at what christ has done is doing and is going to do you're like oh how can I participate in that? Well, that? Oh, I live my life for Christ as a living sacrifice. And how do I do that? As Paul has laid out in Romans 7 and 8, say, by yeah. walking in step with the Spirit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And living your life like Christ did. Which is like getting into the idea of what is it that we're modeling ourselves after? Like it's Jesus. Yeah, the founder Spoilers. and perfecter of our faith. The moral influence of Christ. Yeah, actually, this no. is where moral influence is. Okay, no. So we dismoral influence theory as an atonement theory based off of the fact it doesn't actually atone for anything it just gives us an example it's a yes. picture book of yeah. an atonement theory yeah but it works I as like a discipleship it. theory but uh, yeah as it's, a discipleship it's right theory here. And it yes, works but should. it's like watered down it's <laughs> sure. like drinking cucumber water <laughs> I like cucumber water <laughs> it's like drinking cucumber iced water tea? versus hey, pickle John, water John, John, <laughs> I'm trying to make this work here and I need you to stop <laughs> Listen, you can't make a jug of iced tea work if you only put in a tablespoon, okay? Yes, you if you're talking about analogy work, I don't think. If you're talking about atonement, but like you said, moral influence. Paul does say, like, what well, Jesus came and died, even to death on a cross, he was obedient to the end. Yeah, it was his humbleness. Yeah. And, and his whole argument there is, hey, be humble because, because he was humble. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I... I agree. Be you good agree because he was good. Got no. that on the record. Yeah. Be good because he was good. Be holy because he was first holy. Yeah. Uh, be obedient because he was first obedient. That yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. That Jesus came modeled how obedience should work with, with God for us as part of the whole, you know, salvation idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Atonement. So but that's not what moral influence says. No, I know. <laughs> moral influence theory is not what we should call it, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, what you guys are talking about is the gospel. Moral influence. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is I'm right, but you just don't want to say I'm right. Moral influence says, hey, here's this nice guy. Learn from him. The Bible says, hey, here's this nice guy. He's doing it all for you. It's super nice. in step with him. I hold moral influence theory is the most important atonement. Why am I wrong? Because you weren't. Because you weren't there when we recorded the podcast. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So... I don't, by the way. Following after, <laughs> following after Christ, walking yeah. in step with the Spirit. That is just so that we continued like on this train of thought and yeah. Yeah. kind of expand what's going on. I've done my thing on moral influence theory. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you scapegoating right now? Well, just just one last thing as talking about like you know, we model ourselves after Jesus. Paul gives us. I'm a, going getting right into that. Perfect. But I was going to give it a scripture reference. Do it. Um, I was going to as well. Okay. Because, you know, <laughs> Me I'm a Christian too. Great minds think alike. Um, so Galatians, go. Galatians 5, 22 to 25. Um, 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Thank kindness, you. goodness, yep. faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And so the whole idea is how do we, how do we conform to the image of Christ? Yep. How do we do this sanctification thing? Yep. By keeping in step with the Spirit, we will act out these things. We will grow in yeah, these things. We will, we, will, we will discipline ourselves to practice such things. Yep. Um, and we are promised that the Spirit, the same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead, mm. is in us empowering us to do that. Yep. Um, yeah. I've really, yeah. And one of the interesting things that draws us back into more of like how exactly does sanctification work is the idea of what does it mean to be dead to sin? Mm-hmm. And now we're not kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's the point of sanctification is growing in that we're not dead in sin. We, we live as a new being kind of. Well, yeah, well, we're partaking in that already and not yet too. Yeah. One of the things that I, I, I'm surprised I didn't think about it earlier because it just dawned on me now. One of the, one of the faulty um, sanctification theories is just the removal of sin from a, yep. from a person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But sanctification is the because removal of sin kind of like and the addition of good works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, my youth pastor just did a sermon on that exact idea. Mm-hmm. He didn't just remove... it. You're indebted a bajillion dollars to a guy. He didn't just forgive your debt. He also gave you a bill, bajillion yeah. dollars. <laughs> Which you could never spend ever. Yeah. yeah. Which you could never run out of. Well, that's, that's yeah. the interesting part. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think Ephesians two gets into the whole, into the whole thing. If I can find it, I think it's it's nine two to ten. Just give me a moment here, but uh, it's yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's ten. Uh, it's it's actually eight to ten. Uh, for it is great by grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourself, but a gift from God. That mm-hmm. idea of that gift, that removal of sin, and now you're actually going to work on that removal of yep. sin, not by works, so that anyone can boast. Again, emphasis it is on the Spirit's work. Yeah. Uh, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, for what purpose? To do good works, which God has prepared advance yeah. for in, advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the removal of sin, the changing of the character, and that character actually working out in good yeah. works, yeah. in the same likeness mm-hmm. as Christ. Now, doing yeah. His work. A part of that I'm going to ask is: Does that mean we're no longer affected by sin? No, of course not. And that, that's the idea of, like, what does it mean to ha- be rid of the old self that is sin and dead, but also still be tempted kind of thing? Because w- what does that mean? Um, do we all agree that the idea is that it's the original sin person that we were has been stripped away, left behind, but the, kind but the influences of, I, of the world I, and sin are still there? Do you I, mean original sin from the fall, or do you just yes. mean... Oh, uh, no. I'm going to ask you to flesh out your idea, but I'm going to ask you some questions to do so, okay? Yeah. Um, when you say the old person's left away, left behind, mm-hmm. um, are you saying that the the inward corruption within the human being, the person that is now saved, is that inward corruption now left behind? Is that what you're saying? And is just now merely the out, the exterior influences of the world that now pressure the person to sin? Well, no, it's because it, that sounds like what you said, but I don't think that's what okay, you mean. Yeah, let, let me let me phrase it a little better. It's not that 
there's no sin inside of us because that's kind of what the Wesleyans believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I tried to talk against at the beginning. It's not that we can't sin from an interior. It's only the outside that affects us. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that our sin, our nature, that of Romans 7 specifically of, I do not do what I want to do. There's this nature within you that's still there that mm-hmm. wants to. But your mind, and he says, my body wants to sin, but my mind yeah, uh, leads me to points to God. Because because my understanding is that although the is that you're trying to live out what your soul has changed. Yes, but extent. but there's the idea of in the past mm-hmm. without Christ, you had inclination. You were you had inclination to sin. You were enemy of God. You were yeah. totally depraved. And we can we'll have a podcast episode coming out about that actually a little bit further down the road. Um, but with Christ. Mm-hmm. You now have the desire, because of the Holy Spirit, and are empowered to no longer be a slave to that. Yeah. You can now. You're more right than you are wrong. Okay. I, wow. I, again, I don't. I That's... don't like using that analogy because it also does some messes up well, some. Well, I mean, stuff. you could just do what Paul did and say there is a truth in this religion, but it doesn't speak to the whole truth. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's the idea of good person, bad person, with Christ. Yeah. yeah. In you. Without yeah. Christ, there's just bad person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with Christ, and now you, you, you have by your actions. Yeah. And you've got to choose who to feed. Yeah. Whereas before, you didn't have the ability to do good. Yeah. Now you have the ability. That's that doesn't mean you're always yeah. doing is, good. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is that something that Coulter and I, is that something that we, we yes. agree on? Okay. Yes. Okay. Now that we got that hammered yeah, out, because it seemed like there was a little depravity. bit of... At some point, we'll talk exactly about what total depravity means, and we might have... It's, edges where we might disagree it's but. going to be after i can actually we have some things saw, mapped out it's like a few months from now yeah yeah it's it, it's going to be in august mm-hmm. um hopefully when our the first appearance of one of our other founding members Stuart, <laughs> will be here yeah, yes. very foundational yes he's actually great. he's great um if you want actually to see what Stuart's like just go to the blog and you can read some of his stuff yeah it's good stuff actually yeah. 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 i think pretty soon he's going to post another um essay okay good yeah the, the two natures mm-hmm. discussion is really interesting because it's two wolves inside of you. And with that analogy is that they're 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 equal forces. Yes, mm-hmm. and absolutely. The the reality of it is that the Holy Spirit is slaughtering the other. You're yeah. right. Well, that's, that's <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. You're absolutely yeah. right. He's he's actually feeding on the bad wolf. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah, because yeah. Christ will God will swallow it all up. Um, that's the most weird way to say Christus Victor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You've never heard that before? No, no, I have. I just okay, wanted yeah. to bring up Christus Victor. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he's he's absolutely demolishing his opponent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but, as Revelations would say, he's showing up to the where all the demons are, just kills everybody, and then the crows gorge on them. Mm-hmm. Like he's like they didn't even they they, they came in for a fight and they yeah. didn't know that they were they brought a knife to a gunfight. It was an execution, not a war. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know if we want to get into this now, but I think it is a fitting question is, why does the process of sanctification need to occur? Why can't we just be glorified already or reach this end point of sanctification that the Wesleyans want or something like that? It's why, the why? Christ by Hope has a good explanation. For I was this, hoping you were going to bring it up. Which actually is, uh, he originally talks about purgatory and then he goes, we don't need purgatory because literally enduring the suffering of life right now is what's putting Uh-oh. us through the testing that's, uh, that's of a very, eternal uh, life. Uh, it's also very non-Catholic view. It's yeah. also a very early church view. 
Yeah. Right. So, yeah. it's no, very that, That's what he was referencing was early church fathers when he did that. N.T. Wright does that a lot because, of course, New Testament backgrounds is kind of his thing. Yeah. Um, sure. Because of his name, it was forced. Yeah. <laughs> N.T. Wright is an incredibly ironic He writes name. on the N.T., yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Oh, man, I lost your question now. Why do we need sanctification? Why can't we just reach the end goal of glorification or total sanctification on earth? Because then the righteousness wouldn't be made ours. Well, that's... that's because that why. actually does matter. Because God's... At least I think... Again, sorry, Mr. Uh, Reformed. That's... I do speak... There is... God desires synergistic... Um, and, well cooperation with us i would agree to act with us you're saying he allows attention within us yeah because that's important and it's actually kind of there's it's in very in a very similar way there's many parallels to free will arguments Mm -hmm. for why god allows free will and why it's important and that the glory of god will be made known is that what we're talking about well in general yeah but i don't see the connection you don't see the connection okay never mind then i mean you can explain yourself yeah, no, I would buddy. Just, <laughs> well, no, the reason no, there can't be I'm, immediate glorification is that the glory of God would not be made known if there was no yeah. in between. Oh, sure, of, okay. Of salvation and, and that's a great answer. I see. I think that's good. No, yeah. I, Again, because like this is not great to get into. A Mormon belief <laughs> is, and and maybe this is not all Mormons, but to some degree it is um, that they do have some precognition of their life as it exists which means whatever happens to them was something they knew was going to happen in the process of their glorification which for them is becoming a god of their own planet but that's not a thing we don't believe that i love the latter days right like that's not what do you mean right (laughs) (laughs) i just need you guys to say (laughs) no it's awesome do you get what i'm saying like no yeah if, if there's no point at which we're actually suffering that the glory of god will be made known then sanctification isn't necessary we can just cut it out and then we'll go right to glorification well right? it's 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 that make sense yeah. a like relationship when you're not struggling takes to live time. a christian life well it's a relationship takes time yeah. when you wrestle there's yeah. there's a back and forth mm-hmm. when you um when you, you talk with, with somebody there's there's a there's two people discussing it's not just one person, yeah. right? If it if it was instant, that would be the uh, the uh, that would be the wrong theology of that's just the Holy Spirit doing the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Well. That, this might be a horrible analogy, but this is the idea of you actually have to learn how to dance, and then at the actual dance, you're yeah. participating. Mm-hmm. If you just download Thank in you, how to dance into your brain, yeah, you're not really much participating you're more just the anime you're just an animated thing that acts out what it has been programmed to do or learned or jumped to do can we say it's like cpr where like the first breath isn't your responsibility but it's your responsibility to keep on breathing is that the idea beautiful because then it works into to paul's like uh you were dead in sin yeah 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 exactly and but there's something in that thank you for learning <laughs> but there's but there's something in that actual hey you're you're learning now to breathe on your own because when you are yeah. in heaven with Christ yeah. when you're actually at the dance when you're actually breathing yeah. it is you yeah. yeah well and that's the that's the important thing to mention about the like the reformed idea mm-hmm. it's the justification is monergistic sanctification the person has a responsibility to participate yeah mm-hmm. um, 
And so, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a relationship. <laughs> like God has been using relationship, uh, like symbolism throughout mm-hmm. the old Testament. Okay. Like, wait, if we're going to bring in covenantal language, which I think is what you're doing. Yeah. Are we going to go unilateral covenant would be justification and bilateral covenant would be like the first one is Abrahamic and the second one is yeah and this like sanctification would be a, a closer to the bilateral nature of the law where it's the responsibility of both participants even though it's only to the benefit of one sure but I, I would have to do I would I'm have sorry, to study I'm gonna more. have to think through that thought no no no, no, no. That, did that just no. happen there there's, yeah it was that's like... awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful I think there's something there um mm-hmm. But it, I, justification is definitely the Abrahamic. It's the the God is doing this within you. Yeah, um, sure. Well, would it be it would be more like if if, if we're going to run with this, um, the covenant made with Abraham mm-hmm. is the actual is justification, yeah. but his going through to the sacrifice sacrifice of Isaac is his sanctification. And James Whoa. gets into that where he's yeah. like, hey, it's his his faith is proven by his action to yes to yes. sacrifice his oh, son. Geez. Yeah. Mm. The sanctification is the sacrifice of Isaac. Is that what we're going with? Well, no, it's that the, sounds it's like a the, great title. It's the uh, God. God makes a promise and he fulfills it through something, mm-hmm. and he tells you because if the whole thing is based on faith, mm-hmm. okay. Well, do you have faith that if I removed this thing, it would still happen? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Fair. Right, the this is supposed to be the vehicle through which the promise comes. Mm-hmm. This is the son. This is how you get the children. This is how you get the nation. This mm-hmm. is how you get the land. Is this kid right here? Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. Right. If you believe that I can do this, yeah. bring this about. Yeah. Am I your God? Yeah. Yeah. Am I? Am I? Do you think that I am able? Yeah. To right. get this done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then you have to believe that it's not him. That it's me. Yeah, that it's yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Also, the point of the yeah. of the of the Isaac story in that is not that God calls to murder; it's God calls to obedience. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously the killing is yeah. a big part of it. It's, it's called a faith. It's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a massive polemic moment. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, it's just like it's died. just like, hey, I'm a god. This is what you do. Yep. But I'm different. Yep. Um, but it yeah. takes but it takes that to its like the narrowest. Yeah. The test is still there. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Um, that it's the test. Relationships grow stronger through testing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think answers that. Why yeah. sanctification? Why is that the process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The testing. Sure. Fair enough. I think that is definitely a big part of it. I feel mm-hmm. like there is something missing there. That there is some overarching es- eschatological uh, reason, but I can't think of it. Maybe I, a Christus Victor idea of like, e- look at even my servants can overcome you, or maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think. There's about a. It. Um, Another, I guess, is when you go through sanctification, it's you're going through a series of moments in your life where you are slowly coming in line Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Sure. With Christ. And so Mm -hmm. it's like your weight, like imagine it's kind of like a dance, but it's more like imagine like an, I don't know why, like an app game where you see this like thing moving Mm -hmm. back and forth, left to right. Sure. And you're trying to like figure it out it's Kerbal space program and you're trying to get to orbit the earth yes but i blow up every time what a <laughs> yeah. narrow reference no <laughs> well it is a narrow it, path it, yeah. no it's it's like he says walk in step with the spirit it's it's he's walking through the snow and you're trying to put your foot exactly in the footsteps mm-hmm. left sure. for you but you're drunk with sin 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's slowly... Uh. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes he leads you into the desert with Satan. <laughs> the, but... the Ruach Lizer test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a great joke and nobody's going to get it, but I appreciate... I appreciate well, you listening this far. The, the point of what you're saying there, like this idea of testing and whatever, isn't just to throw us into dire straits. No, um, it's, it's, to, it's to align you with, why do you read the Bible over and over and over again? It's so that your thoughts become his. Well, the idea of to take every thought captive, again yeah, in Romans. Sure. It's that your words, that when you speak, it is not the words from who you believe to be God, but the actual God. Oh, because what were you made in the image of? God. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, it's when, you, when you interact with people, are you interacting with them as you, the, 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 the individual separated from God, or you as the ambassador of God? as the one made Christ like mm-hmm. right and it's yeah. and it's you becoming know, that thing image. and it's that alignment yeah atonement alignment come up with another one that yeah. starts with an a ascension <laughs> i didn't say it was going to be good um, actualization oh that's better no no it has to end with meant atonement actualization oh <laughs> uh, guys we're getting pretty close oh sorry cold no I'm it's not all right cut you off um, Keep going. yeah like what you're, you guys are talking yeah. about of God not just tempting you for no reason, this whole great narrative of mm-hmm. growing closer with him um, is a very interesting kind of support that God's not just throwing us into suffering and it's nothing we can do about it. Uh, I like 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, which talks mm-hmm. about this, which someone was very kind to put into a document for me. Um, <laughs> No temptation is overtaking you that is not mm-hmm. common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Mm-hmm. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape so you may be able to endure it. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you don't, when, when Jesus was tempted in the desert, mm-hmm. he didn't take the bread because he relied on God, that God would help mm-hmm. him in some way without him needing yeah. to take it for himself. Um, I think we can, much like Jesus' example there, Mm-hmm. that there is this idea of it is a positive thing it, that God has orchestrated all of reality to mm-hmm. help to build towards um, in each individual person growing mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. yeah. We need to end, but we can't discuss sanctification without talking about how does an individual respond to the work of the Holy Spirit in us? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the, how, are, how do we practically do this? Oh, I think it's, I think it's through, well... If I'm gonna yeah. try, um, there's through conscious effort in discipline. What so, would be these disciplines? Okay, so the practical application of sanctification would be discipleship, right? Yes, yeah. like would be actively partaking in in yeah. things that, like devotions, right? Like we say devotion, what, that which you're devoted to uh, constantly. You said reading the Bible over and over yeah. again yeah. is is like kind of an exaggeration of what it is exactly, but like. Well, and, and what is the workings of the kingdom? Go to your local church and see what you can volunteer for. Yeah. yeah. That is the well, workings of the kingdom. Yeah. That's a good, great way to do it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, let's just start listing stuff off. Pray for people. Praying. <laughs> yeah. Prayer. Just yeah. prayer. prayer in general. Uh, <laughs> prayer in general. Uh, reading, right. memorizing scripture. Seek mentorship. Yeah. That has really helped yeah. me, for sure. Yeah. Um, Try to chase after things that you can see uh, people have grown in fruit out of, like, if you see someone 
going into a program to volunteer, like mm-hmm. we're, you're talking about with church, but mm-hmm. it could be something else. And you yep. see them coming out as they've grown in the fruit of the spirit or some other kind of idea of like they become more self-controlled, they become more joyful. Mm-hmm. Maybe follow that. Mm-hmm. that kind of encourage, thing. encourage when that does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, encouragement yeah. is huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even the encouraging of others might help you grow yourself. This, okay, this might be a little bit of a stickler. Probably too much, but Uh tithing. Uh Tithing is one of the few things that you can hate it, but it's all conscious decision. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and it's... It is... It is not as severe. I can suck at everything else in sanctification that week, but it's like, okay, but I choose. This is our Isaac. Oh yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah. It's except it's, God does take it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. But He gives you're us telling. a ram. The yeah. blessing still occurs. You're right. You're right. It's it, also I get to go to church with the lights on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, and Abraham gets to go to heaven. <laughs> Wait a it's um, yeah, the, the tithing. It's the this is how I'm supposed to eat, and God says no, I'm. How you eat. Communion. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's this is like who who made money? Yeah. Who made value? Mm-hmm. Who made food? Who yeah. made right? Who so, gives you your ability to actually enjoy those things tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who gave you the desire for food? Yeah. Right? Money didn't do you anything. Mm-hmm. Right? So you think this is more valuable than But but honestly yeah. for me, and this this is this I think is yeah. is my experience. Um if I'm doing horrible, tithing is one of those few things that I can, that I, is yeah. pure conscious decision. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the few things in the Christian faith that you can just buckle up and just do it. Oh, and, but, but it's crazy. You can see the, the, the sin working in your brain. Oh yeah. It's because weird. it's just like, you're like, I should give this $20. Mm-hmm. It's $20. You but know I what need- I could do with $20? Do you like it? I could buy coffee for the next 10, 10 trips to Tim Hortons. 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could buy a couple donuts. Yeah. Uh, but, but what if I run out of money and I need to buy dinner? <laughs> what if I need to... What if I take somebody out for dinner for and the, talk about for God? For the kingdom, yeah. For the kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's just like... And it's just... All, all, just you weren't thinking about any of that two seconds ago. The moment you start thinking, I'm going to give money to God, and Satan's like, stop him. Stop him. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. It's funny. You know, he just throws everything out the window. Wow. Well, that's where the Bible says, like, yeah. where uh, where holiness is, like, the, the sin is right around the corner, just yeah. behind he's, sneaking. Yeah. He's crouching Crowling. at, like... He's trying to get underneath the crack underneath your doorway. Yeah. yeah. It's, like trying to, it's like trying to bungee jump. You you walk up and as you're walking towards it, you know you're going to have to jump, but it doesn't really... And then he gets to the bottom of that. the alligator. It's right... Almost. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Like jumps. No, it's Moses. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't understand what's going on anymore. Well, this idea of uh, you're walking to the edge of yeah. the cliff. that mm-hmm. You don't feel the sin as tempting as, as tempting as normal. But as soon as you're on the edge and you're afraid to jump off, sometimes you got to just do it. Yeah, you're like, suddenly you're grabbing the wire. Is this on, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, down, again, yeah. it's the precipice. But, but to bring yeah. back back from, from the analogy, <laughs> everything, I can fail at so many things during yeah. the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At actually yeah. jumping. But tithing is the one like fully conscious decision mm. that it's either it's all on me on, on whether or not I decide. But be yeah. careful. 
because because if you feel like you've done a good thing for the kingdom after. oh but it's all my it's all god's money anyway <laughs> no, no, no no but that, yeah, that's, the, that's the right attitude. this is what uh um c.s lewis brings up in screw tape letters is oh. make them feel good I'm like they've done a good thing for god be, by giving them their money and or like by 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 saying yeah. that right prayer or yeah, by by sure. singing louder. Sure, oh, but it's, sure, but you shouldn't feel nothing when you no. do follow through. No, like, but, I, I, the, I, but sure. I do. I do want to point out that we're not striving to don't feel anything when you do things for yeah. the kingdom. No, this yeah. this is just like what Paul said. It's the Holy Spirit, but you got to participate. But yeah. it's the Holy Spirit, but you got to participate. It's the do it. Don't 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 boast in yourself. Well, here's this, don't congratulate yourself yeah. for doing it, but know that you operated properly yeah you yeah. did good yeah the, the the proper response might be thank you <laughs> thank god you helped me do that exactly <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah yeah i couldn't have done that without you but but i think it's one of those things where it's like it's either yes or no yeah it's, it's Some, something super fast. something for me that's very similar to that is going to church something i sometimes struggle with a lot yeah is the idea of getting up to go to church early in the morning mm -hmm. uh it could be something as simple as that it only takes like an hour and a half, two hours out of your day mm -hmm. uh, on a Sunday where you're normally not doing too much anyways. So why not? Um, but yeah. also it could be something even more minor than that. It could be going, going up and instead of you're, you're bad with your money, instead of going up to the McDonald's for, uh, to buy your coffee, you go, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll skip out and be better with my money today. That kind yeah. of thing. It's well, small things that, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Small yeah. things that might help build to big things, but also some big things too. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing with, because total depravity permeates everything, is we will see sanctification play out in every aspect of, humans experience, of, a, of yeah. human experience, both in small things, mm -hmm. giant societal decisions, mm -hmm. abstract thought, mm -hmm. in every aspect of humanity. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and even if you don't, if you don't understand, we'll, we'll get into total depravity at some point, even if you don't believe specific in a in whatever total depravity whatever i think all four of us kind of do but besides that it sin does permeate every part of life it's no. a fact yeah the bible speaks it over and over um it's something that if you do something very it's, minor in one way you're still doing better than you were if you didn't do it yeah yeah so typically we have a segment at the end of these right mm -hmm. yeah you get to do it <clears throat> i do get I'm to so do excited it. this, is, this yeah. is uh this week i'm doing the final segment um and if you've listened this far this is a little tidbit to leave out a happy note are we good have we gotten the sanctification stuff i think so do did we, we, do want, we want a quick summarize oh we, we can we can do tangential what the tithe thinks so I, I don't know what's up we can do a quick if you want to do a quick summary there josh uh, yeah. do, do you mind then just giving a little precursor about our next topic glorification after yeah. the summary yeah absolutely take it away um, so last time we talked about justification atonement mm -hmm. this time we talked about the process we talked about what it wasn't we talked about it it's not an, an instant transfer of whole of righteousness into the individual because that's atonement it's not the instant transfer of righteousness from within the person outward so that they're perfectly good being that's yeah that's the final product it's this ongoing process of working of the Holy Spirit changing you into the Christ-like version of you, the 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 the, the regents, the image of God in the garden, the but now in the holy city. Um, it's you listening to the Spirit and Him and allowing Him to do His good work in you. Yeah. Um, it's 
It's you working with dad on a car. It, he's doing everything. You just got to turn the screw a couple times. Um, but it's an ongoing process. It sucks sometimes because you're constantly faced with, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. I should do this. I should do this. Um, and, but there's ways you participate. There's ways that you apply these, these disciplines that you do, uh, praying constantly, as Paul would say, without ceasing, praying to God and praying for others, um, reading the word constantly. Mm-hmm. The only way you get to know how to be like God is to read how he said to be like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the word of the spirit. It's Christ. It's, that's how you get to know who you're supposed to be the work he's doing in you um, by silence, by listening to him, mm-hmm. dedicating your time to that, memorizing scripture, going to church, being a part of the temple, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the larger body of Christ, yeah. right? You can't be like Christ if you're not the partaking in the body. Um, uh, you worship. This whole goal is worship. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the end goal. The Romans 12. Yeah. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Yeah. Which is it's, your true and acceptable form of worship. Um, yes. ah, what was it? Somebody said, um, uh, missions is not the goal of the church. It's worship. Yeah. Um, because missions will fade at the end of time. Worship doesn't. Worship continues. Um, missions is how you get there, but it's not the goal. Yeah. So also, what missions is, is what is worship. Missions, spreading the word of God. Mission, missions is a form of worship, but in... The uh, yeah. in yeah, in yeah, a more roundabout yeah. way, but that goal that yeah. you mentioned, which that is our goal. next topic, yeah, our the glorification idea, glorification, and we, we mentioned it a bit when Joel was talking about uh, surprised by joy, yeah, precursor, um, yeah. So glorification is when God at when the person dies mm-hmm. and is resurrected in Christ, you are made, you are fully the new creation. All of sin has been removed from you. The process of sanctification has come to its completion. You are a temple for God individually and as the people of God. Mm -hmm. And you are now fully the image of Christ without sin, living in the city with him and him in our midst. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to that episode. Mm -hmm. But Joel, can you bring us into our fun little segment? And I think we're doing Augustine or Alstein. Yeah, Augustine or Osteen. That's exactly how Josh loves us to pronounce it. I can't pronounce anything. We've done a couple of these now, and I figured we were getting bored with just Augustine or Osteen. Okay? So I've decided to do old uh, kind of theologian, new kind of pseudo-theologian. What do you mean by pseudo-theologian? So I've chosen two, just off the the dome. Okay. Tertullian? Oh, okay. And Kenneth Copeland. Oh, no. (laughs) Both people who have said some wild things. What if I disagree with both? (laughs) Yeah, you might I'm not going to feel bad about disagreeing with either one. I feel bad about disagreeing with Augustine. (laughs) For those who don't know, uh, Tertullian is the first person ever to coin the term Trinity. Um, Not that he was the first one to come up with the idea, but he... Kind of, he codified it. Yeah, he he, he put a label on it. He's and Kenneth Copeland crew. is the um, quickly trying to remove <laughs> that. <idea. laughs> Kenneth Copeland is. is mega pastor. He's all over the place in his f- private jet. And when COVID started, he tried to blow it away through your TV screen. Wild guy. I heard Said about some that. Wild Class, stuff. He's sadly probably one of those wolves in sheep's clothing that 
Christ was talking about. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> is he that bad? Yeah, I don't oh. follow him very closely. Yeah. Anyways. But. So I'm going to read these off. <laughs> and you're going to tell me if you think it's Tertullian um, or Kenneth Copeland. And fans, play along. If, play along <laughs> at home. Remember, this is your... Pause and yell it at your next door neighbor. Yeah, yell what your choice is as loud as you can. We'll um, hear it eventually. Okay, here's the first one. For it is really better for us not to know a thing, because God has not revealed it to us, than to know according to man's wisdom, because it has been, because he has been bold enough to assume it. Tertullian. I'm going to go with Tertullian. Okay. But hold I'm on. Wait, the... wait, 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 wait. It sounds too much like Tertullian. But that might, he might be double reverse. Yeah. Like colored yeah. herrings, yeah. No, uh, I'm going to be the contrarian. Because uh, that's my role on yeah, this podcast, absolutely. obviously. And I'm going to say it's Copeland. Okay. I actually do think uh, it's Copeland. Josh. I said Tertullian. I'm going to go with Copeland because I think you're trying to fool I mean, me. I'm not the contrarian. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, Josh, you're correct. It no. is Tertullian. Uh, I don't think I, I knew it. I was going to get you into the gate with that one. Uh. <laughs> okay. Jesus existed only as an image in the heart of God until such a time as the prophets could positively confess Jesus into existence through their constant prophecies. If this is Tertullian, what? I'm mad. Okay, I think it's Tertullian. Tertullian said some wild stuff. He did. That's he did. true. It, it, if it's Tertullian, I'm mad. That has too many words, big words, I think, to be... Uh, <laughs> I think Copeland can think. You don't think Copeland can talk, dude? Dude, (laughs) have you watched Copeland? I have watched Copeland. He's a very smart capitalist. He makes millions. Here's the thing: he has too much plastic surgery to be able to talk like that. Oh, fair enough. There's some like big words. You gotta move your lips. But I still think it's Copeland. I'm gonna go Tertullian. Oh, I hate this. If you guys go Tertullian and then it's Copeland with me again. I can feel this like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. What if they're just all Tertullian? <laughs> You've done that before. I'm going to go with Tertullian. Yeah. It's Copeland. <clears throat> if Caleb's agreeing with me, we're wrong. It is Kenneth Copeland. Yes! <laughs> Stop agreeing with me, I had Caleb. to You're bringing me down. Old Testament. I'm bringing you down. You'd be losing anyway. <laughs> no. What is no. that? Okay. I, I am happy that Tertullian yeah, didn't that, say that. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's yeah. a pretty was, wild thing It was one of the most wild things I could find on his quote page. It was, I'm like, <laughs> Thank you. oh man. Oh, that's so honest, happy, guys. That's a borderline a theological statement. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and here's the final one before we get into honorable mentions. <laughs> the more you mow us down, the more numerous we grow. The blood of Christians is seed. That has, has to be Tertullian. No, that has to be Copeland because they didn't use the word mow. They didn't have mowers. You're right. Yeah, but that, that could be a translation <laughs> thing. Could yeah. be a translational issue. I'm going to go with Tertullian. I'm, I'm going to go, go with Copeland. Copeland. Yeah. No, say that again. <laughs> the more you mow us down, the more numerous we grow. The blood of Christians is seed. Copeland. Now remember, this was a leader in the anti-vax movement. <laughs> or a leader in the martyrdom movement. Ooh. See, that Which sounds, one is it? That sounds a lot like... What's his, oh, I already forgot his it's, name. It's Copeland. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> I think That's it's why I chose it. I'm like, Copeland. what context do you think this Christian is in? It's, I, it's Copeland. I think it's Copeland. I hope it's, I hope it's mine. <laughs> I hope it's Tertullian. Caleb, are you choosing Tertullian? Yeah, it's Tertullian. Yeah! Oh come on! I thought the the okay, blood thing was going to get it. I got two out of three. Maybe no, it's not honorable. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You were. Hey, 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 hey! I play this game for me. Hey, we're playing golf. I got zero right. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Tertullian's not like the good option either. No. Because one of my favorite quote, not my favorite, one of the most wild quotes from Tertullian is women are temples built above sewers. He was wicked <laughs> sexist. I heard that one. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. And Kenneth Copeland, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. <laughs> That's Which is wild. What is most he doing? Of his quotes, most of his quotes have to do with why he's spending so much money. Oh my god. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it's, it was Apologia a crazy. Dude, yeah. does, does God not demand everything with you? We talked about tithing. Absolutely. And if he's using it for God, then it's going all to God. Anyway, right? so I'm starting up the second rate Saints Patreon. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as the, all the Patreon dollars go to a local church. Yeah. As a laundering scheme, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Second-rate saints is a front. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> We're very bad We're the them. worst laundering yeah. front in existence. We make nothing. There's this uh, town in the Lower Mainland that's a very small one-street town mm -hmm. that has five sushi shops on the same street. <laughs> and the cops are like, yeah, no, four of them are fronts. <laughs> Wild. Hmm. How's the sushi, though? Oh, it's great. Oh, okay. One awesome. of the best. That's always good. That's always one good. of them. Well, to our audience then, thank you for listening this long into the Second Rate Saints podcast. Um, I've enjoyed this conversation, actually. It's been very lighthearted for what we usually do, right? It's wonderful. Um, some yeah. good tangents. Not enough to talk jokes. about death. Not quite enough. No, we'll get there with soon. Only about yeah, eternal Glorification, life. yeah. Glorification. Yeah. Well, this is our sign-off, I guess. Does anyone have... We need, like, a sign-off. Oh, well, you know? to be glorified, you have to it, die. It was... Last time, it was you just... You saying, just end it.